0: Risen Lord, help us to find ourselves hidden in your love. Amen. In the name of Jesus, welcome to each and every one of you. There is nothing quite like an Easter morning and it fills my heart with joy to see you all this morning. I hope and pray that your presence here is a gift to you, that you feel the welcome of this place in beloved community, and that you know of God's abundant love for you. Now, we are modern people, and we do amazingly modern things. I'm sure you all saw the news this past week that a team of astronauts who will be going to the moon was announced How exciting and amazing that is. But one of the things that comes along with living in a world in which something like that is possible is that sometimes we get distracted from and blinded to things that are not as easily quantifiable or verifiable. Religion is one of those things. Many people struggle with figuring out where exactly faith fits into our busy lives and our scientifically minded world. And so faith can often be overlooked and forgotten. And so when it comes to Easter morning, the question that we all want to ask, but maybe are afraid to, is, yeah, but did it really happen? And that's a fair question. I'll tell you the answer is yes. With every fiber of my being, I believe and trust that Easter happened. But I'm not going to explain it any further than that. If God wanted us to have more evidence of Easter, we would have been given more than an empty tomb. Easter happened in the darkness without any witnesses. No one saw Jesus rise from the dead. Now there are some very sound reasons why we can believe and trust in the resurrection. And I would be happy to talk with you about those another time. But Easter is not a day for explanations. Instead, Easter is about experience. And this is clear in how we talk about Easter. The church does not say Christ was risen, but rather we proclaim Christ is risen. To focus on the question of what happened in a tomb 2,000 years ago, maybe that's interesting, but it misses the point of Easter. The reason why I am wearing seersucker under these vestments. The reason why some of you parents struggled to get a tie on an eight-year-old this morning. The reason why there are so many lovely flowers in this church. The reason why the pews are fuller on this morning than they are on any other morning is that Christ is risen. We are not here to celebrate that God did an amazing thing for that really nice Jewish boy, Jesus. No, Easter is about all of us, and that's what we are here to experience. The good news of Easter is for us all. Easter is not merely about what happened to Jesus. Easter is God's grand and amazing announcement that seemingly powerless love is stronger than loveless power. It is the proclamation that when Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, that he meant it, and that it really is true that our sins have been forgiven. We are not defined by how much we accomplish, and we are not captive to the mistakes that we have made. What defines us is that we are the beloved children of God. Easter pronounces that death, while still something that we have to face, is not final. And the reason why we are here this morning is that on some level, each of us yearns to hear this message of grace and be told that it really is true, that all manner of things are being made well this Easter message is to be experienced not explained and that is how Matthew presents it to us Easter begins with an earthquake making it clear that this is not just about Jesus rather the whole earth is impacted by this event now you might recall that scripture tells us that there was also an earthquake on Good Friday so we might feel this one as an aftershock as horrific and earth shattering as the death of God incarnate was. The resurrection is a further seismic shift in reality. That first quake, it led to Jesus being put in a tomb. The second quake shows us that the earth itself convulsed at the resurrection. The grave could not stay closed. Death has no claim on the living. Easter is God's proclamation and promise that nothing can separate us from the love of God. As St. Paul puts it in Romans, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Or as he wrote to the Corinthians, Love never ends. In a world surrounded by illness, war, famine, division, hatred, violence, and depression, we need to hear this message that death has been overcome by love. I recently listened to a lecture in which the speaker, who is one of the greatest preachers of our time, was talking about funerals. And he said that death attends every funeral, giving us that unsettling reminder that our time will come. Death comes to funerals and says to us, you all are doomed. You belong to me. And one of these days, it's going to be your ashes up here. Yes, there is some truth in those words. But Easter is God's rebuttal to death's claim on us. As one poet has said, I will die, but that is all I will do for death. Easter is God's promise and proclamation that we belong to God forever and for always and no matter what. There's a play called Lazarus Laughs, based on the biblical story of Jesus raising of Lazarus from the dead. After he comes out of the tomb, The character Lazarus says, The one who meets us at the door of death is the same one who gave us life in the beginning, not because we deserved it, but because the generous one wanted us to be. And therefore, there is nothing to fear. The grave is as empty as a doorway is empty. There is no death. There is only life. This is the proclamation of Easter, that sin has been forgiven, that death has been defeated, and that love wins. There is only life. Just as Easter began with an earthquake, we live in a world that continues to reverberate with the love that drove Jesus to the cross and the love that raised him from the tomb. We live in a love-shaken world in which everything sad is becoming untrue. In Colossians, we heard, your life is hidden with Christ in God. We are kept safe in God's love. We are forgiven our sins. We are always alive in the love of God, even after death. And we are given something worth living for, given a holy vocation, to focus on love as if love were the only thing that matters. Because in reality, love is the only thing that matters. Everything else will fade away, but love endures. When we love, we participate in eternity. In that play, Lazarus notes, our great agenda is to learn to accept, To learn to trust, to learn to love more fully. And so our first reaction to Easter, it might be like that of the women, fear and confusion as to what it means that Jesus has risen. Maybe our reaction is skepticism. Maybe it's a deep yearning for this to be true. Whatever our first reaction to Easter is, the risen Jesus invites a response from us. When Jesus meets Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, he says to them, greetings, do not be afraid, go and tell. We cannot live in an unshaken or an unresurrected world. Easter happened and Jesus is risen. Love is on the loose. It is why for centuries, the church has spoken of Easter as the dawning of the new creation. Just as on the first day of creation, God began to make everything that is. On Easter, something just as foundational and pivotal was brought into being. Resurrection. And just as some live as if the universe just came into existence on its own one day and do not think that God is the author of life, there are some people who move through this world not recognizing that they live in a resurrected world. And the difference is huge. If we think the earth is just here, we cannot receive life as the precious gift that it is. Our lives are not happenstance or accidental. We were loved before we were born, and we will remain alive in that love even after death. This changes our outlook and our posture on life. Well, the same is true for resurrection if we recognize that love is not something we have to earn and that walking in this way of love is what it's all about, that changes everything. Our lives are hid with Christ in God. Our salvation is secure. Our belovedness is certain. And we need to know this because this world has a way of beating us up, of making us doubt ourselves of causing us to pursue things other than love. Life is hard, and this is why the yet of Easter makes all the difference. Jesus was rejected, yet he comes to us with a word of peace, not vengeance. We make mistakes, and yet God gives us grace and mercy, not a command to do better and try harder. Jesus was crucified, and yet he is risen and lives, and with him all of creation is raised to new life. We will die, and yet we are always alive in the love of God. We are imperfect, fearful, and uncertain about how best to follow Jesus, and yet we are given the Holy Spirit to guide and comfort us. Sometimes we feel like we are alone, just stumbling our way through life yet god gives us to one another in beloved community to journey together life can be a challenge yet our lives are hid and secure in christ why would god do this why does the perfect one become human why does jesus give himself to being rejected tortured and murdered Why does his body sit in a cold tomb for three days? Why is Jesus resurrected? We proclaim that God is perfect. So what could God possibly get out of doing all this? You, the only thing that God does not have in heaven is us. Sin and death had separated us from God and God was not content with this separation. And so God resolved to do whatever it would take